So before we get into this, right? And be honest, if you don't, if be honest, would you ever date a bisexual man? At this honest. point, <laughs> don't start here. The fact that he said, don't, he said, and be honest. Yeah, don't lie on Blue Ivy's internet. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, at this point in time, mm-hmm. I would, I would say no, but it's okay. not because of the guy being bisexual it's something it's me i it's something that i need to work on it's not necessarily mm. a pres a prejudice but it makes me i'm not going to sit here and say that it doesn't make me uncomfortable but i need to figure out why it makes me uncomfortable mm. so, so you're saying you gotta unpack some stuff yeah yeah and i feel like If that's what, I'm not going to put words in her mouth. She said what she said. Right. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up? What's up? Lord have mercy. I had to do that in honor of the goats. The goat sitcom, Martin. Uh, the anniversary reunion special is right around the corner. Coming to BET Plus? BET Plus. Okay, BET Plus. BET Plus. So if you're listening, you got a subscription, you got a password, go ahead and slide it on over to me, please. Um, and then slide it to me. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. Anyways, welcome to the Conversations for the Culture podcast. I am your host, the king of conversation, Michael Butler. <laughs> and I am your host, Portia Harris, and we are bringing you Conversations for the Culture because Black culture is pop culture. I love that because black culture is pop culture, period. Period. So how you feeling? How's your week been? What's How's going my on? Week been. Um, yeah. you know, it's been chill. It's been really, really chill. Um, not too much. There's a hope that there's a crackhead yelling outside, y'all, and it's distracting me. I'm sorry. Um shout <laughs> out to all the crackheads. Shout out to all the crackheads, y'all. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, but it's been pretty, it's been pretty decent, pretty decent. Um, I am helping tomorrow, as in Saturday, I'm helping mm-hmm. my cousin apartment shop. Um, Ooh. they just got married, so um, you know, they're young, so they wanna they wanna live that like luxury high-rise city life mm. for like a little while before they actually get into the nitty-gritty start a family buy a house all that stuff so mm-hmm. um i'm helping them with that and through that process and you know it it's i just like doing it because i'm living vicariously through them um my cousin works in tech so you know he got that tech money so mm. yes yeah, ask him if he wants to go ahead and uh be a financer for the podcast. So. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. 
How was the wedding? I saw the pictures. I saw the videos. You was looking like you was looking. Okay, salute, salute. You did your thing. Just like today, you. you're doing your thing today. Thank but how you. Was the you wedding? know, I was actually just like today, actually. I personally mm -hmm. feel like I'm having a bad hair day. I felt like I was having a bad hair day at the wedding, too. No. Um, but one thing I will say is that, first of all, let me preference anyone that follows me on social media um, and you saw my stories, you know that I was at a wedding this past weekend, um, a predominantly white wedding. I am a product of a token community. You were definitely given. You were definitely given Dion from Clueless on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> I um, uh, yeah. So I was like one of three people. I was one of three black people there. Okay. Um, that was actually more than I thought I was going to be. But you mm. know, um, it's cool. It's cool. I'm glad that my that my friends have other black friends. Um, it's it's good to hear. But I feel. I don't know if it's because I'm getting older and more aware of things that are happening in my life or mm -hmm. just in my experience as a black woman, or am I just like so removed from how I grew up? I don't know. I think it's a combination of both, but I feel weird in predominantly white spaces now. Yes. I feel weird, bro. <laughs> Like, I feel, now don't get me wrong, I love my friends, and dear God, if any of my friends hear this, and I know, I want y'all to know that I love y'all. They'll so be much. fine, it's June, be, which means Juneteenth is around the corner, we're allowed period. to stay and do whatever we want to do. Period. Um, I love my friends, they are the epitome of true friends, mm -hmm. um, they love me, they stand up for me, they support me, um, and they have been in my quarter corner since I was five years old and higher. So I've known these girls my whole entire life. Um, and if I haven't known them my whole entire life, I've known them majority of my life because I met them in middle school. So, um, you know, these are lifelong friends, but still, I still feel weird, bro. I still feel really weird in predominantly white spaces. I'm just like, even like with like with dancing and music and everything i'm just like this is just weird and white people dancing is hilarious i'm sorry it's just it is really that's a genre in itself white <laughs> two of my favorite genres is white women unraveling which we're going to talk about today and then white people dancing those are like two of my favorite genres uh it's um but that's it. That's okay. highly entertaining. But um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I need to talk to somebody about that. Why do I feel uncomfortable now? Or I don't know. Maybe it's just like I'm aware and I wasn't yeah. aware because I was like tokenized when I was a child. So and I don't you know, know. The past like five, ten years, <laughs> but especially like the past five years, they've been rough when it comes to black and white relations. So yeah, some shit has definitely popped off. Yeah, for so sure. I'm, I'm sure like some even like some elements of PTSD and those type of things. Like I feel they're probably there. Um yeah, <laughs> I would say they're probably there because it's been rough. <laughs> it's for it's sure, been rough. For sure. You can only watch us getting gunned down and all this other craziness so many times before it starts affecting us. Yeah. That's why I say that black people, we really do need to normalize therapy. 
which is also a shirt at www.kingsarise.com. Sure is. Let's see. How was my week? My week was really good. My week was really good. Um, Tell us. Well, you know, had a pretty big um, business deal, you know, go through this week. So the price is going up. Price Price went up. up. Price Um, went up. I can't really talk about it yet. For real, for real. At least not on this platform because there's a legit NDA. But as we start rolling out content and whatnot, you'll start seeing more of that. So that was cool. Come um, on, NDAs. <laughs> come on, NDA. Um, <laughs> I celebrated Uncle Kanye's birthday this past week as well. Shout um, out to Kanye. Yeah. Anybody who knows me knows I'm a diehard Kanye West fan. Um, did a whole entire fashion shoot, fashion show dedicated to him. Um, let's see. Oh, and this weekend. So I went to my first paint and sip this your weekend. very first paint and sip yeah my very first paint and sip never been to one they're very fun Whew! <laughs> boy what <laughs> you know they're that tiktok fun. song that said boy we had a time last night we had a time <laughs> last night <laughs> that's what it was it was really cool um friend of the show blake he'll be on the um he'll be on you know in the next couple of weeks talking about his book but uh it was his they had the models, you know, they has, you know, some some ladies, some men's body oil, just body yaddy yaddy. Body yaddy yaddy. They had a chef um with some good it was the, the thing was soul food and pants. So they had some soul food there. There was an edibles person there. There was hookah, Ooh. there was wine, there was liquor. It was it was it was something. <laughs> it was something. I had a good time. I had a good time. That's like a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. But as I get older, I realize that I'm not built for those type of things. Cause oh, 100%. 100%. What <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, Monday, I was so tired. I was so tired. They're just like, I didn't want to get up. And I'm like, why do I feel like this? Oh, yeah. And then Saturday, too, I went on, a, um, we did a fitness thing. That's how I know I'm getting old. Saturday, we did a fitness thing, Blake again, um, with a lot of the people in the fashion industry. So we did um, we did it at the DuSable Museum. Um, we were running the stairs. We was doing incline. You know, the when you um, hold somebody's legs and your feet go up and they push your legs down, like working yeah. out your legs, leg raises and whatnot. We did those. All I can say is I woke up Sunday morning. And like I went to sit up, and like just my core was just like I know you lying. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it was painful. It was painful. I'm and you dead. know, I've been back in the gym, but I don't really do cardio like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was humbled this weekend. And like, You're so there's humbled. a part of me, yes, because I'm very prideful when it comes to fitness, especially since I'm former military, all of these things. So like. You had these young boys out there running. I was like, oh, they're not about to beat me. And once you do it, when you run for as long as I ran for, like I used to ran, run in the military, like you never lose it, right? So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm out the gate. Y'all not about to smoke me. When I tell you my lungs was on fire, <laughs> my chest was on fire, my side, I felt like I was having kidney failure mid-stride. Um, it was terrible, but I wouldn't let them, I wouldn't, I didn't allow myself to 
um, get smoked by them. But I definitely felt it the next day. So that just tells me I need to probably do more cardio when I'm in this gym. Listen, yeah, I I don't know, but I did see you do all that workout on um your stories, and I was just like, yes. look at him in his hoochie daddy shorts. But you know, Ooh, I just got three new pairs of hoochie daddies too. So y'all about to get <laughs> Not more, three new pairs of hoochie daddy. hoochie daddy content. I got a pair of yellows. I got red, I got blue, and I got some pink coochies. Oh my gosh. Why are we referring to them as Kool-Aid flavors though? <laughs> you got red, you got blue, you got an orange. What's your favorite yeah, Kool-Aid color? Or flavor? my favorite Kool-Aid color is red. Yeah. But I don't drink Kool-Aid anymore. I've kind of graduated from that. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta take away. I actually, I've actually graduated from not necessarily drinking anything with syrup, so any kind of syrup. Well, no, that's a lie because kombucha probably has syrup in it too. But water and kombucha, that's literally all I drink now. Mm. I don't drink. Um, you know, occasionally I'll have a ginger ale, but I'm trying to not have ginger ale because that's still pop, still yeah. carbonated. So um trying not to have any pop. I love no that juice, nothing like that. Just water and kombucha. I can't give away and juice. I've given I'm eight days in of not drinking pop, and it's tough. It's very hard for me. But I'm doing it. Cause like I said, I gotta get this skin right for next month for my birthday. You feel me? Um, I feel you. I, I still do you. juice, but I do simply. That's all I drink is simply. Mm. Don't bring that's me a good, whole wine, a, huh? That's a good brand, though. Simply oh, is a good brand. Simply, simply makes me feel like I got money. <laughs> <laughs> What's the that's how, <laughs> This is what success looks like. This is what money looks you like. You know what? You know what? I I feel that because health aid kombucha. Mm -hmm. Makes me feel like really bougie. Yes, Health Aid can, and, and that's the only brand I drink. See, Health Aid. So See? Health Aid, if you want to sponsor your girl, go, go people be like Minute Maid. I said, ugh, Minute Maid. I, I used to like, I used to like Minute Maid, but something, something about their lemonade is just kind of off. It's mm -hmm. a little too sweet. But then again, yeah. I like my lemonades a little um, tart. tart. Like, con like Country Time. Have you ever had Country Time? Yes. It is like the perfect lemonade. It gives a little bit of slavery, but it's the perfect taste of lemonade. I promise you, it, it really does. But every time I drink it, I'm just like, mm. it's giving a little bit of plantation, but it's so good, dog. It's so good. It gives a little bit of slavery. With that being said, I love it. Um, <laughs> Culture Holics, make sure that you join the conversation, all right? And let us know what you, um, wow. Let us know what type of juices y'all are out here drinking and let us know how your week has been. So now what we're going to do before we go to break, we have something to talk about. So we brought this back. We brought this to you all a couple of weeks ago and Y'all have been texting me. Y'all have been calling me. Y'all have been saying, bring it back. So it's time again for 
Sounds about white. Sounds about white. G Jolly Willard Curse. Sounds about white. Sounds about white. Sounds about white. She got leave with the curse. It sounds about So this week. So this week. <laughs> <laughs> please, listen. Please leave started, that in. Please leave that in. <laughs> we play that one too soon. So our producer is here today, but I'm having to pull double duties. But she's here just to oversee. Um, but, you know, she's. She, she listen, our producer, she goes hard, even though when she don't really feel like being on, she do it right. So shout out to Lizzie. All right. Make sure you guys Big go Mike Lizzie. Her. We listen, Big Mike Lizzie, Lizzie P. Lauden. We couldn't do this without her. But so we I found a video this week. I'm just scrolling, you know, scrolling. I'm always looking for content for the show. But uh, <laughs> this Karen. Mm hmm. And the capacity of it all. Let's just play the clip. Training program that the city base, it is not illegal to yell here. Excuse me, ma'am. You are helped when you are visiting the city. Would you please ask your family to correct it? You have been fired and sued several times. I will not leave your bullshit store. You have been asked very loudly about your family's contracts. You do not live off this salary. Like I said, the capacity of it all. Yeah, why was she screaming like that? Like, why are you yelling? The you want to know the funniest part about that video yeah. is that she was on such an unheard or unseen level of Karenism that yes. the can't that that another Karen was like, "You need to leave." <laughs> <laughs> Did you not hear that, lady? Yes. Like late. We get to a like, point where it's Karen on Karen crime. You know that there's a problem. There is a problem. Like, but my reaction was what I loved about this whole entire video was <laughs> the white girl at the register. <laughs> the white girl at the register with her. <laughs> With her arms on her hips, laughing the whole entire time, laughing at this girl, laughing at no, this Karen. The I way don't that blessed blame me, her. huh? I don't blame her. It was funny because I'm actually like, said, all... "You know what? Go off, sis. <laughs> Go off, sis." <laughs> <laughs> like she was just screaming, and then when she started banging on the register. <laughs> Like she was African bomba, she's African bombata. Like, girl, what are you doing? I didn't get it. Um, but honestly, like all jokes aside, um, this is what they do. I don't. I can't even. I can't even comment on what she was mad about because I don't know what she was saying. It sounded right. like actual gibberish. She sounded like um. <laughs> What's uh what's that character's name from um the wild thorn parries? I know the, what you're the, talking about Donnie. Uh Johnny, yeah, she sounded <laughs> yes. like Johnny. Yo, and I was that's just crazy. like, I'm like, I 
I can't understand you. Like, what? I don't even know what you're upset about. You talking about some family contract or whatever? Oh, well, that's when she was like, she was talking about them. I guess she was trying to call them poor, saying that they can't even afford uh, to be on a family plan, a family phone plan. So she was like shaming them for working at Starbucks. Sam? <laughs> Anyways, you know, don't be like this Karen, y'all. Don't do this, all right? Don't just know that there's always a camera rolling. Know that somebody's always going to make you a trending topic. So I'm sure she doesn't enjoy seeing herself, um, you know, seeing herself in this manner. But hey, that's what it is uh, at the end of the day. Karen's going to Our producer says that um, Starbucks pays well. Hello. Hello. But hey, shout out to Karen. We're going to take a break, y'all. Uh, and then when we come off a break, we got a lot of good stuff to talk about. So you are listening to Conversations for the Culture, and we will be back after we pay these bills. Hold up. Wait. Nah, for real. Hold up, wait, check this out. I need you guys to go to www.kingsarise.com. That's www.kingsarise.com. That's my clothing line, Kings Arise Clothing, where we provide clothes that speak. We empower and uplift the black community with our message. I just want you to go check it out. We got a lot of dope gear. And if you use the promo code CONVOS, that's C-O-N-V-O-S, you get 10% off your order. All right, back to the show down in the valley where the girl is getting naked if uh, she the money go here mm. she gonna shake it one oh. two break them three uh. four break them uh. i don't know i don't know what they say after that i don't know what they say <laughs> y'all <clears throat> Sorry, I had to clear my throat because we just had a ratchet moment. I love that. I do, yes, yes. You gotta have a ratchet moment because P Valley is back, y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. P Valley is back. My favorite country folk, my Kim folk is back, (sighs) but they are back, but not without controversy. So um, if you were not aware, P-Valley debuted their second season um, this past Saturday. And um, yeah, I think I just watched the episode uh, last night and I thought Mm -hmm. that it was fantastic. I mean, I feel like they just picked up right where they left off. Someone else, however, did not feel the same. Um, Nikki Gilbert, if you're not for familiar with Nikki Gilbert. She is um, part of a former girl group um, of, hold on. I had it. Let me, let me bring it up now. Let me bring it up. Um, But she was part of a former nineties girl group. um, And she's also one of the producers of R&B divas. And she also created um a broadway show a few years back not a few years by a few years i mean like 10 years back um called cabaret the sex kitten cabaret or something Mm -hmm. like that now with that being said 
Nikki Gilbert is accusing the creators of P Valley of copyright infringement. Infringement? Copyright <laughs> infringement. No, I wasn't <laughs> gonna say nothing. I was not gonna say anything. I don't know what that was. Copyright <laughs> infringement, um, stealing her intellectual property, mm-hmm. all the all all the things, all the things all that the you could tings. say, all the things. Um, she said that P Valley is based off of her Broadway show. Um, that it is the same. They stole my whole flow, word for word, bar to bar. Mm. That was me on my um social boy. Um, oh. but anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, so she was went on a little bit of a rampage because she started talking about it early in January about how they were copying the her whole like Broadway show, yada, yada, yada. And now she's back for more. So I'm going to read you guys everything that she said. <clears throat> After watching last night's episode of P-Valley and seeing the real reviews from real people and viewers versus the bot-generated or corporate interest ones, I realized that my mama had a conversation with God and he said, let me handle it. It is so obvious that the writer of the last night's episode had no idea. Uh-oh, be back. No, just keep going. <laughs> uh, last night episode had no idea where to take this story because she didn't create it. I have yet to see said writer write an original thought or idea I don't care how many awards, accolades, or dollars the machine pumps into her. You have to do the work, and you can't hide behind remixing other people's stories and experiences and try mm. to fool people. The, pod, the A project filled with topicality like the pandemic, police violence, Hype William-type video montages is a remix documentary borrowing from the trauma of the of the pandemic and social issues including lyrics from Khalees, Big Sean, and others in your written dialogue, remixing remixing LMK's history, rewriting Tina Turner's life, re-imaging Soul Kitten's cabaret doesn't make you a writer or a dope creator. It makes you a dope journalist with a wild imagination and financial backing. The mm. cast is super talented, and I hope they aren't underutilized in effort to cover up your infringement. I was very insulted about this episode airing on the anniversary of my mom's passing, but now I know you, why it did. When I was going through the R&B Divas litigation, she said, they stole that from you, baby. Don't stress, because eventually the universe will make it all uh, make it all fall apart. I wish ill will on no one, because I know how karma works when you let <laughs> God handle it. I know with each, I know each, blah, I know with TV, each episode can be written by a different writer. So I hope for the sake of those who didn't steal from me, it gets better. But if last night's episode is any indication, mama is always right. That's a mm. lot. She said a lot, y'all. She did. Um, so... I am slightly conflicted because I was reading a lot about her um, playwright, Sex Kitten Cabaret, and it does sound incredibly similar. It does sound similar. 
Okay. However, if I did a little bit of research, because I was just like, let me not like post the story and be ignorant and all this other stuff and not know. Mm -hmm. So I looked up the creator of the show. It's Katori Hall. She is a black woman. I looked up the writers for, I looked up the writer or the writing credit for um, season two, episode one of P-Valley. And let me pull that up. It is, let's see, where is it? Top credits. There we go. The writers are Katori Hall and Kemi Yondo Kochi. I'm not even going to butcher her last name, but that is also a black woman. Now, I believe she might be a biracial. um, Japanese or Chinese. Yes, a biracial black woman. Blackanese? Um, what do we call black, them? Blasians? Blasians. Blasians. Um, but uh, needless to say, these are black women. I've seen mm-hmm. interviews with Katori Hall, as she said, in development when she was making P-Valley, she sat down with numerous of dancers, current, former, um, mm-hmm. and she listened to their stories so she can have an authentic story to um you know push tell. out into the world to tell right. yeah so i <laughs> now the thing that's oddly similar i will i will give nikki gilbert this the thing that is oddly s- similar is the fact that in sex kitten cabaret there is a transgendered house mother um in the play or owner of the of the cabaret in P Valley. There is also now I'm not entirely sure if uncle Clifford or the person that goes by uncle Clifford is trans trans, but uh, he plays as a gay man working at the club. He tends to dress in female attire. I don't know if he identifies as trans on the show. However, working at the pink, working at the pink, but um so i in in that in that in that aspect mm. i'm like okay you might you might have something but it, i think the thing that rubs me the wrong way and the fact that i just don't fully agree with nikki gilbert is that i could understand if this was a company which stars is ran by a white company, just stealing your work and calling it their own. But you're tearing down another woman, another black woman. You're tearing her down. You're calling her talentless. You're calling the writing team talentless. I, I just, I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. Mm. Like, I, I don't know how I really feel about it. What, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? So, Okay, so I, if they stole, then I don't care about me. So if you steal from me, I'm going to call you out. Whether you're black, white, brown, purple, blue, That's green, nice. yellow, like That's a nice. sensor, right? Like if you steal from me, I'm calling you out because yeah. I don't believe we should be stealing from people. 
Um, right. I don't feel like black people should be stealing from other black people, especially because it's already hard for us as black people, especially as black creatives. Uh, you see things like even like on like TikTok, um, mm-hmm. how white creators get more shine than the black creators, and literally. Black people are who give you TikTok culture. A white person can take a dance that a black person made and go viral over with that dance before the black person goes viral. You look at the disparities in Hollywood between black producers and then other producers, right? And then you throw in the woman on top of that. So the black woman versus the white male and all of these things, right? So I get where her frustrations come from. But at the same time, I also would say is... Sometimes people say, oh, this person copied me, this person copied me, and it's really not a copy. Um, There's nothing new under the sun. Um, And it's not necessarily a copying thing. So, like, I don't know where I stand with this, to be honest, right? Because... Yeah, me neither. Because, like, even... So, like, even as, you know, I try not to... So, one thing as a creative that I do to prevent these type of things, I try... So, we're in the podcasting space, right? Um, one of my favorite shows is the Higher Learning podcast with Van Lathan and Rachel Lynn Lindsay. However, I try not to listen to them too much because I don't want anybody to be like, oh, Micah and Porter, they're trying to be like the Higher Learning podcast. You feel me? They're trying yeah. to be like the Higher Learning podcast because to a certain extent, we're in kind of the same space as them when it comes to podcasting, right? Right. We talk about things black. We talk about entertainment. We talk about fat. Like we talk about all the things. So I never want to open up a door for somebody to say, "Oh, y'all copy that. Y'all copy that." But at the same time, um, I don't know. I, I do think though she has a little room to stand on. She does have a little leg to stand she on. Does. It's she very does. Similar. It's, it's very, very similar. It's very similar. And I think the only thing that people, I think what people are throwing away is that. It's a story about strippers at strip club. Mm-hmm. That's not a story that hasn't been told before in mm-hmm. a different way. We have the Players Club. We have her play, the Sex Kitten Cabaret. We have P Valley. We had Hustlers with Jennifer Lopez. Like, you know, we, yes, it's been told. And just because someone tells a different story in a different way doesn't mean it's the same thing. But like I said before, the thing that I was just kind of like, ooh, that is kind of the same thing is when, you know, what's the coincidence that both of these stories have a gay man or transgendered, like, house mother or someone owning, you know, a bar or a club yeah. or something like that. That's that's oddly similar. Oddly Odd. similar. That's, that's you don't find that's... that suspicious. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. That's, a that's weird. suspicious. Hmm. Well, I guess we're gonna have to, you know, just track to see how this thing goes, right? And to see yeah. how this, um, you know, this continues. Um. So there's that. Let's transition a little bit. Um, there's another story that I wanted to bring here. Um, sorry, y'all who are listening, who's tired of the gay shit, because here's some <laughs> more gay shit for you. <laughs> Lil Nas X, y'all. Lil Nas X um, has some beef with BET. 
let's just go ahead and play this little <laughs> preview of this song that he um that he dropped the other day on his social media. Let's play that for you. Fuck BT, fuck BT, fuck BT, yeah. fuck BT, Okay, so now you have heard that clip where he says F-B-E-T, all right, F-B-E-T. Uh, the reason why is because the BET Awards um, are coming up at the end of this month. We love to see them, right? They're going to be hosted by the beautiful, the talented, the always amazing Taraji P. Henson, right? She's hosting we this year. We love Taraji. We love we love Taraji, and uh, she's hosting the BET Awards. Um, the what's it called? The uh, nominations have been released, right? The BET Award nominations have been released. Uh, let me pull it up, okay? Let me pull up the nominees. Okay, here we are. Um, he's basically a little bit upset because he wasn't nominated for a BET Award, okay? Um, and we're gonna build this out a little bit, okay? So now. Uh, he should have been in the best hip-hop category. And these are the people who were nominated. So the female hip-hop artists, just I'm going to say this for a reason. I'm doing this for a reason. You have Cardi B. You have mm -hmm. Doja Cat. You have mm -hmm. Lotto. You have Meg Thee Stallion. You have Nicki Minaj. And you have Sweetie, right? Now, the best male hip-hop artists, the nominees are Drake, Future, J. Cole, Jack Harlow, Kanye West, Kendrick Lamar and Lil Baby. That's kind of a takeout, even though, and y'all know I am unapologetically a Jack Harlow fan, but take Jack Harlow out of that nomination list. That's a pretty stacked nomination. It's list, stacked, actually. And it's not, it's not, this is not shade to anybody who's in this, but I find it hard to believe that you couldn't find room for Lil Nas X, okay? Now, before we get into this, because there's more that I have to talk about. So Lil Nas X is basically saying that um, the hip-hop industry, and BET specifically, is just homophobic. Mm -hmm. That's why he didn't get his nomination, right? Now, let's... And then he brought up that they can have they can use him for his platform and bring in numbers remember he performed last year right but they can't yeah. nominate him for an award that's the thing and we've seen them do these things in the past with people like Nicki Minaj right mm -hmm. all right let's 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 keep this going so BET they issued us um they issued a <laughs> BET made a post with him um all the times that he's been at the award show Right, they showed some pictures. They did a carousel with some pictures and video of him either at the award show or performing at the award show, right? And they said, giving I have a black friend. Okay, so you picked that up too. Okay. <laughs> oh, this is their statement. This is bigger than the hashtag BET Awards. This is real life, and we will always rock with Lil Nas X and stand for our people. Okay, so as we can see, I love when we build this thing up, right? So <laughs> that was very like, who wrote this for you, okay? Um, so another thing that's coming out of this is a lot of people in the comment section 
if if you really want to see the heart of society, just go to the comment section. I don't care if that's neighborhood talks, Hollywood Unlocked, CNN, Fox News, beat like whatever, just even Bleacher Report. <laughs> go to the comment section and then you'll just be disgusted by the things you read. But in the comment section, they said, well, I don't have a problem with this because Little Nas X really doesn't make music for black people. So you said that, but, and then people were like in the comments, like, yeah, I've never even, uh, he makes country music. The fact that you said that he makes country music knows that you don't listen to him because Old Town Road was literally the only one that was. That was a one off. That was a one off. Also, it's trap country, not country, trap country. Are we going to act and pretend like Industry Baby wasn't one of the biggest songs of last year? Are we really going to do that? Like, seriously? Are we going to do that? So, and then he helped put Jack Harlow on to, like, even a bigger audience with that. So, it's just weird to me that, like, you go ahead and nominate a white man Uh (laughs) over a black man. So, the question is, is it homophobic? Now, before we get into that. Before we talk about that part of the conversation, let's go to something that Kanye West said years ago. This is where he was still Polo Kanye. This is what he said in a conversation with Sway. All right, so Portia, so we've heard it all. We've heard Little Nas's opinion. We've heard BET's reply. We've heard the Black delegation's comments. <laughs> and we've also heard what Kanye said decades ago. What are your thoughts on this whole BET Everybody in hip-hop discriminates against gay people. To me, like, that's one of the standards of hip-hop, is to be like, yo, you fag, you gay. Matter of fact, the exact opposite word of hip-hop, I think, is gay. <laughs> like, yo, you play a record, and it's, it's like, whack? That's gay, dog. You know, if it's good, that's that hip-hop right there. You see what I'm saying? It's like the exact opposite. So it's like the, me speaking for my entire culture, or me looking at my rappers out there, hip-hoppers discriminate against gay people. Mm-hmm. They feel like they can't act. Hold on one second. Everybody, don't throw me off. I really want to say this. I want to say this to America. That's I want to... Speak your mind. No, nah, he was just throwing me off just slightly. Um, I wanted just to just come on TV and just... Tell my rappers, just tell my friends, like, yo, stop it, fam. Mm-hmm. Like, like seriously, that, that's, that's really discrimination. To me, that's exactly what they used to do to black people. I'm just trying to tell people, just stop all that. Fiasco. No, I have... <laughs> um, I have a lot of thoughts, actually. Mm-hmm. I, have, I have some that are in complete agreeance with you, and I also have some that people might not agree with before i go before i go any further um lil nas x was completely snubbed from any nomination from the okay. bet awards correct yes no okay. nominations at all no nominations at all okay this is what i'm about to get into yes it is 100% 1000% 1000000 because you cannot say that Lil Nas X is not a part of the culture. He is not a part of bringing 
a new class, a new generation bringing in that that popularity. That Does he make space. music for black people? Does he make music for black people? I think he does. I'm black. Okay. I listen to him. Okay. So that by that means, I feel like he makes black or black music, or he makes black music for um, black people. Now, an unpopular opinion. Okay. Only, only, and this is only. We're throwing out the fact that he is black. We are throwing out the fact that he is a gay man. Okay. We're, we're going to set those aside for a second. Okay. I will say that does Lil Nas X music lean towards hip hop or does it lean towards pop? I would say his music leans towards pop only because it is considered to be in the top 40 contemporary music. That is pop music. I don't care what anybody says that's pop music. That's not necessarily hip-hop. Now, does he make hip-hop songs? Yes, 100%. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you should be nominated for a hip-hop. Okay. So can I, can I raise you one? Can I raise you one before you go on? Can I, uh, what's the? Yes. Checkmate. This is about to be a checkmate. Okay. Are you ready? I wasn't fully done with my point, but go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Just because this is connected. Mm -hmm. Best female R&B and pop artist, one of the nominations is Doja Cat. Best female hip hop artist, one of the nominations is Doja Cat. And She's I, I in the same boat as to me as Little Nas X. She's a and pop I agree artist. With you. She is not an R&B artist. And she is not a hip hop artist. However, she's nominated for both. I I one hundred percent agree with you. I agree with that point. It's okay. The same the same instance as um, who won a Soul Train award last year? Lizzo and over Lizzo Ari Lennox. Over Ari Lennox. That is the same. I mean, not the same thing, but it's the same exact thing. It's right. the same exact thing. Lizzo. I love Lizzo. I love what she stands for. But Lizzo is a pop. Artist, she makes Period. pop music. There's nothing Period. soulful or R&B about Lizzo's music. I will say the same thing. It does not matter if you are black, white, gay, straight. I say the same thing about when Justin Bieber went on a whole rant with the Grammys, talking about how he needed to be nominated in the R&B album or for R&B. And he's been working years and years and years to get an R&B nom. And all he does is get pop noms. Right. Sir, you are a pop, uh, you are a pop artist. You are, you make pop music. Does your music have R&B elements? Yes, it does. It does. It really does. But that does not mean that it's not a pop song. Yummy is a pop song. It's, it's right. about damn time is a pop song. Industry Baby, I love Industry Baby, but Industry Baby is a pop song. It's a so pop song. So why didn't he get nominated for Best R&B? Now R &B. that's the question. That is the question. Why didn't he get nominated for R or for R&B and pop? Why yeah. didn't he get nominated for pop in general? Right. That is the question. Okay. That's so not an that, unpopular opinion. I mean, I mean, you know, some people will probably be like, well, no, you're just making excuses now. No, they're being <laughs> homophobic and rude, and you're making excuses for them. Right. 
No, no yeah, I'm, I'm coming from unpopular. a technical standpoint. I'm coming from a technical standpoint. Yeah. Now, as much as people might hate it, Jack Harlow makes hip hop music. Does he deserve to be in the nomination? I don't no. really think so. No. No. But he does make hip hop music. Black entertainment. Television. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, Lil Nas has 1000% every reason to be upset. He has reasons. He has reasons. It's not because his music sucks. What I've been hearing, his music don't suck. Y'all just don't like him. Um, and yeah, I just feel like he should have got some sort of nomination. He also, is. Yeah. The also, numbers don't lie. Numbers, numbers don't, don't lie. lie. Numbers don't lie. Also, one thing that I want to say is. Hold on one second. I got to check somebody. Not you got to check somebody. All right. So uh, another thing that I want to say is this. I 1000% agree with Kanye West. What he said way back when. The hip hop industry is extremely homophobic. Just look at people like Lil Boosie as a uh, <laughs> as an example. Right. Um, and then one thing that I've been seeing in the comments, because I love looking at the comments just to see what the people are saying so we could bring it here. Um, a lot of people are saying, oh, well, they've not they've nominated Tyler, the creator, and they've nominated Frank Ocean. So it can't be homophobic. Two so this could be true at the same time. Yes. And those men that they're speaking of. They are more, how do you say, palatable, right? Mm -hmm. To, they are, yeah, so our producers said they are not the same expression. Exactly. They're not the same expression. So Tyler, the creator, and Frank Ocean are more palatable. So within the community, between the LGBTQ community, when, you know, with gay men, you have your people who are, quote unquote, more masculine presenting, and those people who are more feminine presenting right so the ones who are more masculine presenting are more quote-unquote acceptable by the masses right so you'll hear stuff like oh what you don't you don't you don't come off as a gay um <laughs> you, you hear stuff gay. like yeah you they'll be like gay. you're not you're not gay gay kind of like people white people who be like yeah 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 you're not black black you don't speak like you know, you speak very proper <laughs> and all of these things. So it's the same exact thing. So as a whole for a, um, the hip hop community is very misogynistic, very, you know, ooh, you know, very toxic. Right. Um, so of course a Frank Ocean would be more palatable than somebody who's like a little Nels X who's going to show up on a red carpet in a dress, who's going to have his booty out, shaking his booty on stage and kissing another man. You feel me? Yeah, I also feel like, even though I feel like Lil Nas X is also being 100% himself authentically, I mm -hmm. also do think he does take it up a notch just just of to course. piss people off. Of just course. to piss people off. He's a disruptor. Yeah. And if you notice, there's disruptors are who really move the culture forward. Um, we'll just speak through music, especially like disruptors have always whatever you think. I mean, look at people like Lil Kim. She was a disruptor. 
She's like, oh, you guys have a problem with sex? Okay, boom. I'm going to put a sex down your throat. Pause. Um, you even look like, in the, <laughs> you even look at like the gospel industry. You know, you have a disruptor. Me, myself, Kirk Franklin, I was a disruptor. No, but for real, you look at Kirk Franklin, for those of you who think Just that- carry on is a disruptor as well. You think we've gotten too radical with our message where you ain't heard nothing. Like he was a disruptor. They had a problem with the way that he did things. And then what do you say? All right, I'm going to continue to do merge secular music and gospel music. I'm going to continue to bring something fresh, you know? So Lil Nas is in that same, like, I feel like Lil Nas is in that same, you know, oh, Lady Gaga, another one. She ain't, mm -hmm. you know, she ain't part of the community, but... <laughs> We still rock with her, right? We kind of like her or whatever. She was yeah. a disruptor. So I think Lil Nas is definitely a disruptor. And I feel like I feel like he's opening some doors and we're going to continue to see those doors and everybody might not embrace it, right? But now we have more people out here. You have people like your Saucy Santanas now. I want to know if Saucy Santana is going to get nominated for anything. That's going that's going to be that's going to mm. be the Hmm, things that make you go, yeah. Is and Lil Nas saying something or more talented rap wise than Lil Nas X? Listen, I never personally listened to a Saucy Santana song until a couple days ago. It mm -hmm. just popped up on my thing, and you know, I I hear the stuff on 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 yeah. TikTok like Material Girl, like that, like. <laughs> I just hear wow, that, but like, wow, wow. I actually listened to, first of all, I actually listened to Material Girl like all the way through, and then another song of his, and I was just like, oh, this kind of, it's kind of bump, like, you know, yeah. it's kind of go. Like, he actually, he rap it, rap it, like, yeah. he take it seriously. Yeah. So, so shout out to Saucy. So, shout, out to, <laughs> shout out to Saucy. But then again, he's, once again, he's not palatable quote-unquote palatable because now not only he's a, a gay male who's feminine he's also because the industry is also what fat phobic yeah but i feel i don't know because you see that with lizzo lizzo gets heat for certain things that she wears but if it's anybody else they're like oh that's sexy woo, woo, woo. but when lizzo wears it, it's like oh she should do better why should she do better because she's a big girl where the big girls at? Where the big, Something where to the think about. But I need, I, I'll let y'all think about that as we go to commercial. We will be back and we have a lot to talk about because Dick Cannon is back in the news. So you are listening to Conversations with the Culture. <laughs> we will be back after <laughs> this. My God. What's up, Culture Hollis? It's your girl, Portia, and we're going to get right back into some news for you. But while I have you here, I need you to leave a comment and a rate on any of the listening platforms that you're listening on because that helps us in the algorithm. And when you help us in the algorithm, that makes us even more popping than we already are. I mean, we don't need help, but okay, maybe we do need a little bit of help. But like I said, leave a rate, leave a comment, and let's get back to the show. Portia, I love what you're bringing, so I'm going to let you do this, but I just have to say that Dick Cannon, that's my new name for him, because um, he just be out here swinging and slanging everywhere, but <laughs> Dick Cannon is wilding out. Like, <laughs> talk to me. 
Are we playing that I, clip? We we definitely can. We All definitely right. can. Producers, um, go ahead and cue that clip. I was starting my show and stuff. It had told me I needed to chill out. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yo, let's try celibacy. Right. And that was like October. Like, so like mid- January. No, I didn't even make it to January. I was supposed oh. to go. That was the whole thing. I was supposed to make it to the top of the year. But then obviously I would start going through some stuff with, you know, just I, I got depressed, like with the loss of my son and stuff. So in December, and the thing is, because everybody saw I was so down. Mm-hmm. So everybody's like, let me just give him a little vagina. Right. And that's no. okay. I know what makes him feel better. And that's what, and I, I fell victim to it because I was in a week, say, so December, especially right <laughs> during, victim. right before Christmas, I started crazy mm-hmm. and that's when it like so i, I broke the celibacy but i was probably celibate for probably like a month and a half strong i mean you were there i was trying to do it yeah i had a new show new energy i was dealing with he a said lot i was there like so, i was every day but, like don't october, you do it Nick. so october 22 <laughs> so around the holidays we should expect be expecting some all these september some october babies on the way story, huh? <laughs> yeah, y'all, y'all are pretty good at math like <laughs> <laughs> even like i understand i'm a highly sexual type of person you think you're an addict no, my therapist said I'm not a sex addict. I'm a love addict. I'm a pleaser. Aww. I'm an over pleaser. Okay. I want people to love me. That's my issue. Because I don't, because again, the celibacy has shown that I could love with you. Like, it was one month and you were like, in your, the longest I've been your celibate was nine with your dick. Just calm down. It was one month. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I'm not like, I don't like, oh, I'm going to have one to fuck month. something tonight. Like, right. that's not going through my mind. Like, I'm, I'm too busy for that. Like, right. But I do, when I'm in it, I want to, I, I want to have sex multiple times that night with that person so i'm in it because i want to please that person i want this experience to be great. all right thank you dj d no i'm kidding um <laughs> yeah so if you listen to that clip it's just nick cannon talking about um you know how he tries celibacy for less than a month not even a full <laughs> month less than a month and his excuse for breaking his celibacy is he got really depressed and he was suffering from depression from losing his son. Now I understand mm-hmm. very much how losing a child can send you in a, into a very deep depression. I understand that. Well, actually I don't understand that because I do not have any children. Um, but sir, your, your, your thought process is I need to jump into some vagina. No, sir. Talk to a therapist. Talk yeah. to a therapist. Well, talk he did. Him. If you look, he talks about He talked to a therapist. His therapist was the one who told him to go into celibacy. So he's talked to a therapist. He need to get a new one. <laughs> he get, he need to get a new one. That one, right. that one's not working. It's not, it's not, it's not clicking. So, and then from there, he also said that he was like, you know, that just went crazy. So he pretty much confirmed that he will have, um, by the end of the summer, three more children. So he doesn't use condoms. I pray to the Lord above that I never come into contact with um, Nick Cannon because I don't even think he got to have sex with these women no more. I think he just telepathically just gets them pregnant. Like how how are you getting all these women pregnant? How? Portia, you better not have one of his babies. I actually listen, I actually you can and then he can help finance the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> at least by that time we will at least have like way more money. 
but I mean, yo, yeah. Um, so celibacy. So is Nick Cannon a sex addict? I feel like he is. There mm. has to be. There has to be some type of. There has to be some type of explanation to what the reason why he's doing what he's doing well, and why he continues to do it. Because, hmm. sir, you can't be having all these kids. Why are you having all these children? What's happening? Something that stuck out to me was when he talked about, he said, like, his first sexual encounter was at 13. Mm. So this was another part of that um, interview um, because he was talking about he never knew that his thing was thinking until a certain time when women started telling him, yo, you're blessed. Blessed in the city. We're blessed in the... Yeah, you feel me? Like, <laughs> like when they started telling him that he was blessed, uh, <laughs> that is when uh, he was like, oh, maybe I am. Um, so 13 is very young to have your first sexual encounter. Um, and Very I talked young. about this on Twitter the other day. I had put out a tweet about a lot of men don't realize that they have points of trauma at a very young age. And because you're a man, you don't think it's trauma when you're like, I was 13 and she was 18. I was 13 and she was 19. I'm not saying that's his story, but yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if that was his story. And then what that does, it opens up a lot of unhealthy um, ideas about what sex is and I don't know. I just feel like it's inter it's interesting. It's, it's interesting to say the least. Because um, at first I thought this was just an issue of him wanting to have kids for his legacy because we know he has lupus. Uh, he doesn't know how mm -hmm. long he'll be around, this, that, and the other. And he has talked about publicly that he wants to make sure that he leaves behind a legacy. But if you just it's took not a month off of sex and all, that's all you could do, it's um it's not a legacy if people are going to end up fighting over it. Mm. You know, you know, it's just and I mm. But at the same time, I don't want to fully call it a sex addiction a sex addiction because maybe you just have a having kid addiction because mm. before you started before you started having kids, obviously you were with these girls. So, I mean, obviously you were having sex, but none of them got pregnant. Christina yeah. Milian never got pregnant. Facts. And Kim Kardashian never got pregnant. By him. <laughs> that we know. Right. Um, <laughs> um, mm, that could be a thing. So, so maybe he is addicted to having kids. Yeah. But first of all, you got married had babies with Mariah Carey and then you got divorced and all Heldon just broke loose. I think now that's you really when I think that's and I think okay someone say this and you know me I always find the connecting I'm sorry I cut you off go ahead no uh, no no that was that was pretty much it okay I try not to do that so much so people can say I keep silencing black women on this platform um he so can't silence thing. me <laughs> I run this I think she really does. Lizzie, like y'all hear me, but like Lizzie and Portia really run ish around here. But um, check this out, y'all. I think it's you just you just woke that up. Mariah and Nick are to each other 
and you know I'm going to get it in. They're to each other what Kyrie and LeBron are to each other. Hmm. I feel like they are the perfect match. They are made for each other. Kyrie Irving was the greatest thing to happen to LeBron James. Better than Dwayne Wade, better than Chris Bosh, better than Anthony Davis. LeBron James is the best thing to happen to Kyrie. Period. Better than um, anybody. Jason (laughs) Tatum and Jalen Brown. Better than Kevin Durant, right? Slithering snake. Slithering snake. It's just like some partnerships are just made for each other. And you may have success after that, but it won't hit the same, right? Kobe's championships without Shaq didn't hit the same as they did with Shaq. You feel me? Shaq's mm-hmm. championships without Kobe didn't hit the same. Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen, even though they really in real life didn't care for each other as far as on the court, that marriage on the court, it was perfectly... I feel like and Mariah, they knew that, and they knew that. I feel like Mariah and Nick were perfect for each other, and I feel like Nick is searching for that again. What he felt with Mariah, I feel like he's searching for that, and he's not finding it. And but he's uh, Lizzie said something here. Said... You see what Lizzie said? She said, "Deep within his wounded soul, he gets fulfillment in sexual attachments and feels his worth from sexual performance." Yeah. Mm-hmm. because he's missing that thing and I think that thing is Mariah. Now, I'm not saying that they'll ever be back together. They probably won't. But Oh, Mariah, Mariah's long gone. <laughs> <laughs> she long gone, dog. She long gone. Over it. <laughs> she is oh she you can't and you can't expect her to. You this man You has, think so has though? Got like 10 This man has 10 kids. Do you think she's long gone because well, not what? 10, but close bat, bat, um, How many kids does he have? A lot. <laughs> almost a dozen but do you think she's long gone because there's been relationships that we thought like look Jennifer um, Lopez and Ben Affleck are back together but I feel like just for the simple fact of even <laughs> though we could say that we know Mariah but we don't know a doggone thing about Mariah she might very much still love Nick but I don't think she would get back with Nick, just because of the simple fact that he didn't have all these kids with all these women, she's just like you thought the same about Jennifer. Jennifer went and I'm, had Mar- I'm Mariah freaking Carrie. What? Is, but look, Jennifer of- went and had a bunch of babies. What is not a bunch of babies, but she and Mark Anthony had babies, right? Then she dated a Ron, and she dated this person and that person. Ben Affleck, he went and had a whole entire family with Jennifer Garner. Boom, 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 and they found their way back together. I'm trying to find yeah, my that's... way back, way back to you. Shout out to Tank. Um, <laughs> that's not but Tank. That's that... Oh, my bad. My bad. Tank might have wrote it though. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, but see, that's like one or two, like <laughs> maybe four kids max. We talking four kids. <laughs> I not not a whole not a whole football, football team. team. Ooh, that was weird. With special ops <laughs> and um. You know, you, you got you got the whole team, coaches, coaching staff, uh, the equipment the staff, staff. The, every, the whole entire team, After the that. whole entire team. Um, but mm. yeah, so I, I don't know. And then I just have a question. Um, 
for the women, now I'm not shaming these women, but why do you keep having babies with Nick Cannon? Because he's Nick Cannon. Okay, but man, <laughs> I think that's I why know. he works so hard. Like before he was working, <laughs> he gotta work hard now because that's a lot of kids. Yeah, that's a lot of miles to feed. Yeah, but one thing I keep hearing is a lot of people saying that yes, he has the money and yes, he's successful and yes, he wants to leave a legacy. But what when you talk about leaving a legacy, what are those kids really going to know about you? Because hmm. you can't really spend that much time with each child. He spoke on that and he said that he spends just as much his time with his kids that anyone else does. I don't see how, but okay. I'm going to take your word for it. That's all we can do. I, I call Cap, but that's what he says. Look. I call Cap, though. I definitely call Cap. So, all right, let's go on from Nick Cannon. Um, so, would you have his child? Absolutely not. Okay. Um, <sighs> but if I meet him, they say Nick Cannon is a very charismatic dude. So, I don't know. Oh, maybe, he'd be put, yeah. maybe he'd be putting like voodoo or some type of spell over them. So, I guess. He'd be doing that love and coffee thing dance. <laughs> 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 um yeah nick cannon so shout out to dick cannon um i guess we'll welcome your new kids here this fall coming this fall <laughs> let's talk about jess hilarious you like just hilarious um i've seen her on walling out yeah but for the most part i've you don't never know her really much. i don't really know her i don't watch her content yeah she's kind of like you know that's what I think about, and I don't even think about her just because of these com like this. What we're about to talk about, um, mm -hmm. I think of. I just she's not somebody who I think is that funny. But there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of what's the word? There's a lot of uh, what's the the TikTok age of the TikTok age of content creators and like comedians. Yeah. There's a lot of them who I just don't think um, are that funny. But she was on the um, reckless podcast, the reckless discussion uh, podcast, right? Mm -hmm. Um. And she has some interesting conversation. She has some interesting comments. So let's let's take a li listen to this. Would you date a bisexual man? Uh, no. Okay. Um, and not, not all. Bitch, no. What the fuck? Because of sexuality, but it's mm -hmm. like, you like men too. I want somebody who just solely likes women. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's just a preference. Would you date a faithful bisexual man if you knew if he came to you and said, "Babe, I'm bisexual, but it's me and you right now." No, right. I, I don't. I'm not interested. In, I'm not looking at no man. I'm not trying to be with no man. It's just me and you right now. But this shit change, right? What if you see somebody walking down my rooms? Would I yeah. date a bisexual man? No. Have I you ever not. dated a bisexual man? No, it, that would be an issue for me. I I don't. Just my preference is not to date someone who is interested in the same sex at, at times or sometimes on Saturdays, whenever the fuck. I I just I want you to strictly be into me. All right, so basically what you hear is she explains why she cannot date a bisexual man. This is a conversation that I've had with some of my friends. Um, you We've know, had this conversation before. Yes, and it's, and I understand, listen, everybody has preferences. But our producer asked the question in uh, the pre-meeting for this uh, recording. She said, is it? Preference or prejudice? <laughs> I said, oh my God, that's a bar. It's a bar. That is a bar. Said, is it preference or prejudice? Because 
if your preference is tied to biases, if it's tied to stigmas and other things, then it might not be a preference and it's a prejudice. What do I mean? I'm so glad that you asked. Um, <laughs> one of the things that I hear women say is the reason why they can't do it is because they don't want a man to give them HIV. Because there's a stigma uh, uh, as to gay equals HIV, that gay equals AIDS, right? Meanwhile, we talked about this a while back. Remember with the pH balances, um, mm -hmm. your boy, your, 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 your man Tyrone, he's out here digging down the whole entire, you know, neighborhood, all the women in the neighborhood raw dogging them and bringing stuff home with you. And then you wondering why you're having discharge <laughs> because Tyrone out here, but you don't care about that. Also, another thing that uh, was brought up and is always brought up is because they don't want their man looking at somebody else, which is understandable, right? Um, he's still gonna look at somebody if it's a man, a woman, a dog, a cat. If hello, he's gonna look, because, at, he's gonna look at some. Because what did I say? A lot of men will they just like a hole, whatever hole they could stick their thing in. Hello, um, <laughs> I think thing. we we got one more portion for you. Another thing is the whole I can never <laughs> please him. I can never please him like a man will be able to please him. So I don't want to be with him. You probably can't. Right. But the problem with that is this. For people think just because somebody's bisexual, just because they have the same sex attraction, that doesn't mean that they want to have sex with everyone. That doesn't mean that they have no dick discipline. That doesn't mean they have self-control. They don't have self-control. Case in point, who were we just talking about? Nick freaking Cannon. What does Nick Cannon do? Sling his thing around all day, every day. <laughs> but that's a straight matter. man. That's a straight man. So before we get into this, right? And be honest. If you don't, be honest. Would you ever date a bisexual man? At this honest. point. <laughs> don't start here. <laughs> the that he said. Don't, he said, and be honest. Yeah, don't lie on Blue Ivy's internet. <laughs> <laughs> No, um, at this point in time, mm -hmm. I would I would say no, but it's okay. not because of the guy being bisexual. It's something. It's me. I. It's something that I need to work on. It's not necessarily a mm. uh, a prejudice, but it makes me. I'm not going to sit here and say that it doesn't make me uncomfortable. But I need to figure out why it makes me uncomfortable. Mm. So, so you're saying you got to unpack some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like if that's what I'm not going to put words in her mouth, she said what she said. Right. Um, but I I personally I feel like maybe that's where a lot of women are coming from and it's coming off of the and they put it as, "Oh, well, I don't want him. I don't want us to be like fighting over the same man or whatever. I don't I I, I don't know." or something right but i think it's just something that makes them uncomfortable and i don't think i think if i was to be approached by someone who was bisexual um i'm not saying that i wouldn't try but i also need to be realistic with myself to yeah for my sake and their sake 
mm. that I would just be like, I, I'm not sure. It reminds me, sure. remember, you watched Insecure, right? Yeah. Remember Molly was dating the boy, the dude? Oh, yeah. And, then and he, he wasn't even, he wasn't even bisexual. He was just, he wasn't. He was like, yeah. He had one time. He was experience. like, I just tried it with a guy. One time. Yes. And she was just like, lights out. That's it. Cut it off. Never like dubbed it. And like I said, that's your preference. But my only thing is don't attach other things to it. Because that's when exactly. it becomes dangerous. And then that becomes, like Lizzie says, that preference becomes prejudice, right? Correct. Um, so that's the only thing I would say is don't attach other things to it. If that's not your thing, that's not your thing, right? And I just I just didn't agree that when she said, I just want my man to be into me. Like, I don't want him looking at nobody else. I was like, sis, Negroes cheat, okay? Negroes we cheat. We always look. Everybody looks. Women, too. Women look. Women, women look. look. So, like, don't do that. But the thing don't is, so what I find that. is weird is <clears throat> just the concessions. And that's what it is. Like, people make concessions for everything else. Like, people make concessions for people who got a girlfriend. Well, I'm I'm still going to talk to him. In some cases, women make concessions to whole entire married men. Whole entire married men with kids at the house, right? And you know that they're married. But bisexual is where it stops. Like, oh no, that's where it, that's where it, that's where your cutoff is. And it's like when you're with the married man, he's not 1000 or well, 100% into you. He's not fully invested into you. You're literally his side chick. You're literally the person he goes to when he needs to get a nut off. Ooh, excuse my language, y'all. <laughs> when he needs to get Ooh. a nut off because him and his wife are in a in, a in a place. Yeah, they're beefing. Like, but you're okay with that. So you're okay with being with the side as a side chick, but you don't want to be with a bisexual man, even though he may be one thousand percent into you and give you everything that you want. I don't know. It's it's interesting. Lizzie also said it's not like that when a woman is bisexual, and that's 100% true. I mean, that's society as a whole. We romanticize. By we, I don't mean me, but <laughs> society, we romanticize um, lesbians. But we don't even romanticize lesbians, honestly, or women, you know. Um, we don't even do it across the board because you there has to be a certain type of women right they need to yeah. be both very soft and feminine and all of that and then as oh this is hot this is sexy uh boosie actually just we're not <laughs> he actually just um said something on vlad tv about that about how he's been in a threesome with two women and then vlad called him out and was like you don't find the issue with that he's like no just because i like doing that don't mean that i support gay marriage or that transgender stuff um <laughs> so that's had sex with two women. Yeah, two women had sex with each other. But it's not the same thing in his eyes. And a lot of people's eyes, it's not the same thing. Two women are a lot more palatable. Remember, we talked about what's palatable yeah. for the masses. That's a lot more palatable than two men. So obviously, the standard, there's double standards. We live in double standards. Life is a double standard. It is. That's just how it is. Do I wish that one day those double standards won't be a real thing? Yes. But do I feel like they're always going to be a thing? Yes. So 100%. a bisexual woman is always going to be more accepted than a bisexual man. 
But and I don't know how we how we even because I feel like if more men were comfortable with being like, hey, I like men and women, um, I feel like that would make it easier, and then we wouldn't have men who do things on the quote unquote DL men who yeah. do hide in the shadows, and then maybe they do put people at risk, right? Because it's usually not the openly gay people, the openly bisexual people who are, you know, I don't know, it's a lot. And once again, it it's, just not, it's just not gay and bisexual people who are putting people at risk, right? With their sexual yeah. activities. So like that whole thought process, we need to get out of that because once again, dick cannon. Exactly. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Um, but let us know, Cultureholics, would you Date a bisexual man. Something to think about. Um, we are going to take one final break, and then we are going to come back, and we are going to talk about what everybody has been talking about since last week. Seven days ago, something happened. <laughs> Seven days ago, something happened. And y'all Negroes have been acting the whole entire fool, and I'm ready to... It's a travesty. It's, it's a, travesty. a travesty. It's a travesty. It's a travesty. So we're going to talk about Michael B. Jordan and Lori Harvey right after this. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Y'all, I just, I can't, I can't, I can't right now. It's just so sad. I, y'all already know what we about to talk about, but I'm still emotional about it. Okay. I'm still emotional. Listen, I know we talk about all the time about why y'all so involved in these celebrities' lives or why do you care so much, but damn it, <laughs> this one had me in a chokehold, y'all. This one had me in a chokehold. We were and rooting really, for you. We, we were, were all we were rooting, rooting for you. For you. <laughs> I was, I'm hurt. Lori Harvey and mm. Michael B. Jordan have <clears throat> parted ways. Why? 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 They were black coaches, it couple, and I just, I just, uh, I can't, I can't, I can't, but they are, no, I mean, honestly. Where do you stand on this, Portia? Whose side are you? I don't think, I don't, listen. I'm interested in hearing this. I, I'm just, right now, I'm that kid that's really not understanding why their parents are breaking up. Like, <laughs> did I do something wrong? Is it me? Is it my fault? That's oh my how God. I feel right now. Okay. That's how I feel right now. But I, it, it's also like a child going through their parents separating. I am throwing back the anger. Like at first I was angry at Michael. I was like, what did Mike do? 
What'd he do? Mm-hmm. And then I was angry at Lori. I was like, what you, why, how you break this man heart? He still got your pictures up. And then I was just like, denial. I'm like, maybe, maybe they just got into a fight and people are just blowing this out of proportion. Like right. it's maybe, maybe they, they going to come back and be like, psych, we didn't, we didn't break up. We didn't break up. But yeah, right now I'm just like, I, and now I'm just like, oh, y'all really upset. Y'all mad. Y'all mad. So let's talk they're, about they're, 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 but they I mean like I said earlier two things could be true at the same time As we enter this conversation I just want everyone to remember two things can be true at the same time Agreed Continue my good Okay so first off you guys might not No if you know my politic then you probably won't be surprised by the, my politic, I am very disappointed in the villainization of Lori Harvey. Very disappointed. Not only by the villain, I mean, I expect it from the men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I expect that. So when I see the comments from men like, oh, she is, you can't turn a hoe into a housewife. Uh, a, leopard, a, a leopard never loses its spots. Um, actually, somebody said, uh, one of these dusties said, a leopard never loses its stripes, and that's how I knew, like, really, leopards have stripes. Leopard don't, leopards don't have stripes. <laughs> like, dumbass. you thought you ate, <laughs> you thought you ate, dummy, but that just shows you, like, trash men with trash character. Like, all them comments, like, I wasn't surprised by them. I'm I I I expected that. I was surprised by the women and the women with the big ages, right? Mm-hmm. Who were sitting there like, "Oh, she's just a whore. He deserved better." Oh, let me guess, you're better, huh? You still have to lock your Cash App card at your big age. The last time that you <laughs> was in a healthy relationship, Steve Harvey still had hair, so. The fact that these were some of the comments that I saw, I was just like, are you serious? Like, are you for real? So let's talk about one thing. And we talked about this. I I posed this question on Instagram the other day, and I asked, would you date? And it was a piece from a conversation that I had with Benji. Uh, If you guys haven't checked that episode, go back and listen to the Hip Hop Butch Queen. Amazing, amazing interview. Uh, He was talking about, you know, he dated somebody who's 10 years older than him. Or nine years older than him. He's 26. The person was in their 30s, right? Um, I, listen, my math. I can't do the math right now. Um, Lori Harvey is 25 years old. Mm-hmm. Michael B. Jordan is 35 years old. So we mm-hmm. have to we have to introduce that into the conversation. If I was dating a 25-year-old, okay, I would have to realize that they're at a different place. Now, they could be mature. They can own their businesses, all of that. But what I'm saying is I can't force them to want to get married, right? Because at 25, I was sowing my oats, literally sowing my oats, <laughs> right? At 25, I was doing what I wanted to do. Now that I'm a little older, right? Um, I'm like, okay, let me, you know, we might be in this space where we want to settle down and all of that. So if you're dating younger, that's something that you have to realize is a part of just reality, right? That's just a part of reality. 
Like, and if you want somebody who's ready to get married and have kids, guess what you can do? You could date your age. Hello. Hello. We haven't done that one <laughs> in a while. You could date your age or closer to your age. So maybe somebody 30, maybe someone 32, 33, 34. So for us, for y'all to sit here, to sit your dusty, ashy tails here and talk about you can't turn a hole into a house. Why? Blah, 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 blah. I think that's really immature of you. However, on the flip side, I got some smoke for Lori Harvey, too, because if and we don't know, we don't know the details of their relationship. We don't know the conversation that they had. One problem is a lot we don't of even know if there was a proposal. People are Hello? saying that there was a proposal. Yes. We don't know. We really don't know if Mike proposed. We don't know. We and don't we'll know. Never know unless they tell us. And that's the problem. A lot of this is a speculation. Right. Um, but. One thing that I do know from relationships, a lot of people don't have a DTR defining the relationship. And you should have DTRs throughout the relationship, right? Where are we? Where are we going? Where are we now? Right? Because if you just go through the motions and y'all just talking and just hanging out, then one person in their mind, they're going to think it's something else where the next person is, you know, not not on the same page you can't hold people accountable to, for something that you never articulated if the conversation was never had right then you can't hold anybody accountable for it however if there is a case where she strung him along that's wrong too because we know that people do that in relationships male and female right they stay with somebody even mm-hmm. though they know that it's not going anywhere they're just wasting time and that's not cool now a lot of people have smoke for her because she has a long list of men that she's been with, right? Mm-hmm. You know, um, to include, she almost finished the Holy Combs Trinity because <laughs> she dated the father and the son, <laughs> right? She dated Diddy and his son. Which one was it? Which 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 one was it? Was uh, it Justin? Justin? Yeah. So all she needed Justin. was uh, King Combs, or maybe King. even or uh, was Quentin. it? Uh, Quincy, yeah, she would have, you know, she would have, but she got the father and the son. You could pick who the Holy Ghost would be. Um, (laughs) (laughs) She was with both of them, but that doesn't mean that she's a terrible person because let's keep in mind, Michael Jordan, Michael B. Jordan, um, he's not, you, he can't cast a stone either because prior to Lori Harvey, what was our biggest criticism of him when it came to women? He, he only, don't date black women. Yes, it was only white, 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 white. So people could say that he used, because everybody's saying she used him. I could easily say he used her because it was like, hey, look, I do like black women. Look, look, like, I you, think, but do you see the age difference? Like, I want to sit in that for a little bit. Like, I definitely want to sit. I definitely want to sit in that because once again, People are like, well, what do you expect? She's 25. Now, I do want to say at 25, if I was in a serious relationship at the time, I was not. But whether I was ready, whether I was actually ready for it, in my mind, at 25, I was ready to sell down. Not ready to sell down, but like I was at least ready to get married. I was ready to really? get married. I don't know about having a family or having starting to have children, but I was definitely ready to get married but i've always i've always idolized marriage i don't know 
Y'all, mm. I need to go to therapy. It's fine. But <laughs> um we all do. <laughs> but um so yeah, so I feel like it just depends on that level. But she definitely might be the type of person that's just like, you know, I don't, I'm not really ready for that. I just started a skincare line. My career mm. is actually like blossoming. I'm coming into my own. People are knowing me for me and not just Steve Harvey's child. Yes. Um, and what, like, you know, all of that. Whereas Michael B. Jordan, Michael B. Jordan has been the sexiest man alive and he's a playboy and a Casanova. So he's at that point in his life and he said it, he's just like, you know, I've gotten to the point where I need to think about what's next. Mm -hmm. Where the difference is, or the, the, the difference between him and Nick Cannon, essentially. He, they both want to leave a legacy. Yes. Michael B. Jordan is just trying to be smarter about it than Nick mm -hmm. Cannon is. Yeah, agreed. But that's the thing. He's established. She's established. Exactly. She's established. Shame. So yeah. you can't. And once again, he knew that when he started dating her. You knew she was 25. Yeah. I think it's selfish for you to expect her to drop everything and put, because we know historically when women get married, a lot of times, especially if they get married to a man who is quote unquote powerful, a man who has mm -hmm. um, lots of vibrato and charisma and talent and skills and all of this, they put their dreams to the side. You don't believe me? Look at the Obamas. Yeah. Michelle Obama put her dreams, her career to the side to stand behind her man. Coretta, Coretta Scott King did the same thing with Obama. Like even people, even people like Sierra's to a certain extent, she does it right. Yeah, like we 100%. see that because when they don't, then oh, the woman's not in her place. The woman is trying to be, you know. We hear all of that other crap. Like she's not a good mother. We hear that about Beyonce. How many times do people say that Beyonce is not a good mother? Am I lying? They got nannies because yeah, maybe Beyonce can't cook. Maybe all she knows how to do, we don't know, but maybe all she does know how to do is cook some chicken tenders, heat up some toast, uh, some pizza roll. She's been performing since she was 12 years old when she had time right. to be in the kitchen. Right. But the fact that they have nannies and cooks and everything is like, oh, she doesn't take care of her kids. Like those are the type of things that women that you all have to worry about. I want to point I out. Don't, I don't blame Lori Harvey. I don't. I want to point out a really big fact that Lizzie just put in the chat. Okay. Lizzie said, women just love that Michael B. Jordan did all those large displays of affection. They think mm. the gifts means that she should have stayed. And I actually want to, that is the biggest. That's good. Even, even not like in here, Lizzie stay with the big mic energy because I, I saw that I saw that on Facebook the random times when I do be on Facebook because I do not be on Facebook um I was scrolling on Facebook and I saw some people that was just like he did all those things girl and you you was just with future you know how he act blah 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 and you just and you just left him that was trash behavior like you never gonna find a man like that yes she can and she will I understand because at a part of me felt that way too. I was just like, dang, he did all those nice things for her. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's not, that's not her problem. 
That's your mm-hmm. problem. That's mm-hmm. my problem. It's not mm-hmm. her fault that we don't have a certain standard for men to do things for us or to appreciate us or to celebrate us in a certain way. It's not, it's not on her or the men that we don't require a certain level of respect or gratitude or stuff like that. So the things that Michael did were just to show his appreciation for her. She didn't ask for those things. She didn't. She right. didn't ask for she didn't ask for him to buy out an aquarium. He didn't ask, she didn't ask for him to buy her stock in Birkin instead of just getting her Birkin. You yeah. get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and those are those are those are some heavy hitter things. Oh yeah, very. Those, yeah. Are, those are heavy hitter things. So, I mean, and that's not to say that's not something that'll make you go. Not not many guys do that, you know. Not, not, and not that's very true. Very guy. Not many guys will do that. However, that doesn't give you the right to stay. in a situation or stay in a relationship and you know if you're not ready you're not ready and who's to say that maybe we have this all mixed up maybe lori was ready to get married and michael's like i'm there but i'm not there there yes you know well there's they don't believe that that's the narrative because of her quote-unquote past Michael has a past. He just wasn't. This is the first public relationship that we know of Michael yeah. B. Jordan. But we saw the first you confirmed, can't, confirmed. Yeah, but you can't tell me that he wasn't knocking down them white girls who was on that boat. Remember when he was on that boat full of white women? Yeah. Come on now. But we can't. We also can't say that he wasn't knocking down a whole bunch of um, black girls either, because according to his family, they're just like, y'all don't know, Mike loves black girls, but we just like, we've only seen him with white ones. What did Monique say? I would like to see it. <laughs> I would love to see it. I would love to see it. I would love to see it. But yeah, man, it's a complicated situation, and the yeah. fact of the matter is, is we're never going to get the answer because Lori Harvey is extremely private. Michael B. Jordan is extremely private. It's the fact that they gave us what they gave us. We should be happy. And y'all could take some of y'all listening can take a page out their book because y'all be telling too much of your business on social media. Yeah. Like how y'all be trashing y'all significant others when y'all break up and then y'all say everything. He was never this. She was never that. And then y'all back together two weeks later. Like we've been through everything together, <laughs> our ups and our downs, and you still rock with me. And I don't care what nobody say on this app because yes. y'all don't know my relationship. Yes, we yes. do. You just said that he beat on you, that he cheated <laughs> on you. Like, girl, leave it off of it. Especially for y'all who these, some of y'all, um, oof, some of y'all Instagram couples or Twitter couples or TikTok couples. YouTube, YouTube, YouTube couples. couples. Stop breaking up and getting back together. And then putting it all out here and then getting mad when people make comments on y'all's relationships. Mm-hmm. Dummies. In the words of <laughs> Remy Ma, are you dumb? Are you dumb? Are you dumb? Well, Portia, we've gotten to that point. I think this is a good show. What do you think? It's a fantastic show, but you know me. I think all our shows are fantastic. 
Yeah, but I feel like some weeks I'm like, okay. But then some weeks I'm like, yo, this one's really good. And I feel like we're just getting better and better. Oh, it's not. It's only up from here, baby. It's only only up up from here. here. It's only up from here. Uh, We got a lot of stuff coming up for you. Uh, We're working on the merch now for you all. And we're working on this live recording, live podcast. So August, uh, we're doing our first pop-up event. I'm super excited for it. It's going to be a vibe, y'all. So I'm super excited to get y'all in there. What we need now, though, we need you guys to like really... Help push the podcast. Let people know. If you rock with us, let other people know about the podcast. There's something for everyone here. Everyone, in my opinion. And you might just learn something as well, um, which is super important. But where can people find you, Portia? People can find me on Instagram, Baby 90 That is P-O-R-S-H-B-B-Y-9-0. Same thing on Twitter. Hit me up. Talk to me if you agree with me. If you think I am crazy, then that's all that. That's all that meant. I mean, that's cool too. But you yeah. know, we we accept all the smoke. Just know, uh, I will. <laughs> These Twitter fingers go both ways. Go both ways. Listen, they go both ways. <laughs> My Twitter fingers are like me. Um, <laughs> yo, Stop. if you guys want to follow Stop. me. <laughs> If you want to follow me <laughs> at it's Micah B on Instagram, it's Micah B on TikTok. Yo, I'm getting with Lizzie and one of another one of my friends. We're really about to curate this TikTok content out. So you're gonna see. Just follow me over on TikTok. All right, it's Micah B. We got some really dope stuff coming. Uh conversations for the culture is on Instagram at Convos FTC, is on Twitter at Convos FTC, and it is on um, YouTube conversation for the culture. So if you're listening run and you want to those numbers up, run those numbers up. If you want to see us interact, you know, and all the craziness that happens, um, and maybe see some of the gear that we're rocking. Like I'm rocking this melanin Polaroid shirt now that a lot of y'all Negroes stole from me. Um, you'll be able to see all of that on the YouTube channel as well. Um, and also we got to email out those pages too. We got an email list. So if you want to get on an email list, just hit hit me up at it's Michael B. I'll get you the link and everything. Basically, you'll be able to get the gear. You'll get be able to get the gear as soon as it drops. You'll be able to get exclusive content. I mean, also get pre-sales for like our live events and other stuff that's coming up. Um, that's all I got. You got anything for the people? Stay black, y'all. Stay and- black. Or if you're not black, stay whatever you are. Don't <laughs> don't be black. Yes. Stay whatever you are. Don't be black. I do have one thing to give the people, a little benediction, we can call it. And I just want you all to know. May the Lord watch. Um, no, not that one. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but no, for real, I want you all to remember this, okay? This might sound crazy, but no one is coming to save you. Mm. No one is coming to save you. That's a word that I just had in my spirit and I had to push it out to you guys. No one's coming to save you. What does that mean? Whatever it is that you've been praying for, whatever it is that you've been working towards, whatever it is that you want to do, you just got to get up and do it. No one is coming to save you. A lot of times we feel like we're waiting for the right moment, for the right time, for the right person. And God's already worked it out, but you just have to work it out. What does that mean? You have to stop doubting yourself. You got to stop doubting your gifts. You have to stop doubting your talent. You have to stop doubting your dreams. You have to stop listening to everyone else and just listen to what you know is inside of you. So when I say 
No one's coming to save you. I mean, you need to just get up and get out there. You need to have um, some form of amnesia even, right? Forget about yesterday. A lot of times we're so stuck in yesterday that we can't live for today or be hopeful for tomorrow. So I just wanted to go ahead and give that little message to you real quick because I oh, felt Lord. like because <laughs> I felt like that was for somebody out there. All right. So wherever you are, wherever you're listening to, uh, wh whether you're in your car, whether you're in the gym, whether you're on the toilet, you know, doing number two, hopefully your wife and use baby wipes or maybe you're just you know outside <laughs> walking or whatever wherever you may be listening to this i want you to remember that god loves you and so do we at conversations for the culture no one's coming to save you gp are you with me and we will see you next week lord bye y'all bye <laughs> <laughs>